never has anyone put so much valuable information out there and was willing to share it with you. Today I'm going to investigate the mystery of lost Providence silver bell which was hung possibly in the church towers behind me in 17th century. The bell was finally crafted by a Dutch silver uh, smith in 17th century and its uh, history spans almost 300 years. It was hung in Providence and rang the most pure sound for many years. Then it was removed, then it was found again and was brought to Providence, Rhode Island and again it was hung in the church towers possibly the one behind me and then again it disappeared in a mysterious fashion. The bell was made out of almost pure silver weighted 500 pounds and the sound apparently was incredible. So during its history of 228 years the bell disappeared third time and when it vanished for the last time in 1891 it was never found again and many believe that it's still buried right here in Providence not far from the church for a church in Amsterdam but it mysteriously disappeared and during 1663 it showed up in United States nobody knows how it arrived here and who brought it here and on January 1st, 1665, that silver bell was hung in the tower of Providence Church, where it rang in the New Year and during all kinds of celebrations, during marriages, Sunday services, and so on. And it hung in that tower church, which most likely was the first Baptist church that Roger Williams had built. It hung there for the next 91 years. And then suddenly it was removed in 1756, and without any explanation was shipped to England and it was installed over there at the convent. And some time went by and pirates attacked the convert and the neighborhood and looted, stole the bell, put it on the ship and, sh and, and sailed away. For the next several decades, nobody heard anything about the bell. During the American Revolution, Revolutionary War, in one of the uh, uh, battles between American and British warships, the British warship was captured and the bell was discovered on that warship. It eventually returned to Providence where it was hung once again in the same church tower and eventually had to be taken off the tower again, but this time because of the renovations and repairs because the church was crumbling. So while they were doing these repairs, uh, the, chair, the bell was stored in the chambers of assistant priest and now it is when it's getting interesting. There was a strange man named Grayson. He was the uh, uh, employed by the church and he was basically an equivalent character of the hunchback of Notre Dame. A dwarf-like, born with one leg short about eight inches with a pronounced hump on his back. Uh, this disfigurement caused Grayson to humble, to hobble around very clumsy, clumsily, uh, and he was an object of scorn and ridicule among Providence residents, especially children who were very cruel to him. 
and to add to Grayson's frightening appearance, he was nearly toothless, he had a reddish-colored skin, and um, his, his hair was rarely washed and was very long all the way to his uh, lower back. One eye, uh, he was only with one eye, left eye, and because according to the legend, when he was younger, apparently a pirate himself, his um, comrades, pirates, burned his right eye with a hot rod, and only a black cavity was left. In any rate, Grayson, despite his deformities, was unusually strong and was often called to lift more heavy objects, which he usually did with relative ease. And so he single-handedly transported that silver bell to its resting place in the priest's quarters, while the masons were busy with repairing the church tower. But during those repairs, bell mysteriously disappeared, and the frantic church officials conducted searches of the building and the grounds, but were unable to find this precious bell. And time, some time went by, and after a year, almost everyone dis pretty much forgot about the bell. But this is when um, things are getting even more interesting. Grayson was still employed by the church and was seen entering a dark side of Providence Tavern called the Dolphin and seated himself at the table with other four suspicious looking individuals. All of them were rough and dressed like pirates with uh, pistols and sabers. Uh, their ship, uh, they noticed, arrived previous day and was anchored at a distance from the harbor so the workers would not be able to uh, have a direct view of the ship and none of uh, the newcomers were known to anybody locally. Grayson's arrival was uh, met with harsh quiet tones and a conversation ensued and a uh, number of rounds of, of beer or ale as they called it was ordered. And according to the people who were sitting close enough to overhear the conversation, they said that they were haggling over the price of that silver bell. And Grayson claimed he knew where it was, uh, where it was hidden. So they were haggling for a while until disagreement broke out. And suddenly one of the pirates struck Grayson across the face with the hilt of long knife, opening a bloody wound on the side of his face. Minutes later, Grayson, clearly upset, hobbled out of the tavern, and it was the last time anybody saw him alive. Shortly after the following day, two fishermen discovered Grayson's body lying on the shore where the province harbor uh, narrows. It could be here where Grayson was murdered, where his body was found. Of course, it looks slightly different than it looks right now. Are you enjoying the program so far? Then if you have not already, click subscribe so you won't miss any new vital information.